Welcome to Agency for Change, a podcast from Kid Glove that brings you the stories of changemakers who are actively working to improve our communities. In every episode, we'll meet with people who are making a lasting impact in the places we call home. If you're listening in for the first time today, you should know that this isn't your typical episode of Agency for Change. No, today marks a very special episode of the podcast because it's our centennial show. Over the past 100 episodes, we've had the pleasure of bringing you the stories of people creating positive change in the world through the work they're doing and how they share their message. And to celebrate this milestone, we're going to do things just a little bit differently today. So first things first, if you're wondering why Lynn's voice sounds so bassy, let me introduce myself. I'm Dan Downs, copywriter at Kid Glove and a creative contributor on the podcast. I'm excited to have you join me as I turn the mic on two very special guests, both of whom have put in tireless work introducing you all to change makers from every industry imaginable, putting a megaphone in front of those who are doing good. You might know them as your beloved hosts of the Agency for Change podcast. Lynn Weinman, President and Chief Strategist, and Kelly Peterson, Vice President and Nonprofit Creative Director at Kid Glove. Lynn and Kelly, I'm eager to talk with both of you today and learn more about the great impact you're making on the world. Well then, we will kick it off with Kelly. We'll start with you. So let's say this is someone's first time hearing about Kid Glove. How would you explain the kind of work we do and who we help. Well, Dan, this is my favorite story to tell when someone asks me about what's Kid Glove all about and what do you do? And the short answer is we are a full service boutique marketing, branding, and advertising agency. So what does that mean? We do everything. <laughs> and not only that, we have five expertise areas and they are nonprofit, healthcare, social impact, financial services, and purpose-driven business. Very good. And we're going to get a little bit more into the origins of the name and the origins of Kid Glove, but we'll come back to that. So, but for a minute, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop over to Lynn here because I'm wondering about the time before Kid Glove, which I'm affectionately referring to as BKG. So <laughs> <laughs> tell me about Weinman Communications what was the most important thing that experience gave you in, in terms of the building blocks of Kid Glove? You know, Dan, it's just funny to think back to those days because it was literally just me at my dining room table. I sold some work. I found my favorite friends who were freelancing. They came along with me. And that's how we started. I mean, such humble beginnings. But when I started, I was passionate about two things. I was passionate about the work. And I was passionate about the culture. But since we started and it was just me, there wasn't a lot to worry about culture-wise, right? I had really great coffee and a nice phone, and that was my culture. So, you know, I, I think the early days, we, we did work a lot on the work. But then the greatest thing was, you know, we brought in Rachel Nolmeyer as our first employee besides me, and she's still with us today. And then we brought in Kelly Peterson, and then it was the three of us, and it wasn't just me. And so we started thinking about culture and core values, and then Sarah Jane came in. Sarah Jane's still with us today. But then it became very obvious that 
it wasn't all about me. So it just felt wrong to have my name above the door, so to speak. And then it also just, it just felt like Weinman Communications Group was not a very imaginative name. And we're all about imaginative creativity, strategic creativity. And it was just really time for something new. Mm-hmm. And I I have to say, too, that it's like you, you got hooked up with with Kelly, who now is is such a big part of the business. Tell me how how did that even happen, though? Ah, well, uh, Kelly was president of the Lincoln chapter of the American Marketing Association. I was lucky enough to be on her board, which was fantastic. And right after I had started Weinman Communications Group, Kelly and I were at an AMA luncheon meeting. I think it was at Speedway Motors. We were recognizing Speedway Motors. And I sat by Kelly and I said, hey, Kelly, guess what? I think I'm ready to hire a creative director. And guess what Kelly Peterson said? I want to be a creative director. (laughs) How fortuitous. That moment was like, it was exciting and terrifying at the same time, because anybody who has started a business will tell you the most terrifying thing is starting a payroll, right? And becoming responsible for other people's lives. It's one thing to be responsible for your own life, but other people's lives, that's getting really serious. So yeah, it was that was great. We went to lunch and coffee a couple times and then made it happen. The rest is history. you know we're kind of doing a little history of kid glove 101 class here which which i really love and i'm going to keep that going with this next question for kelly in 2013 we officially changed our name to kid glove so kelly what can you tell me about where the name kid glove came from why was that the right choice for the company well, this wasn't an easy task, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the best thing that we brought over from Weinman Communications into Kid Glove was Lynn Weinman herself. And when you change the name of a company, it isn't a small undertaking, especially if it was a family name. And so I just am really appreciative to Lynn and, and her entire family who went on a limb to take on this name that wasn't the easiest to get behind. Uh, we had to have a family meeting, a family <laughs> meeting, and I had to present it all to them just like we present yeah. to clients. Absolutely. And so the name is from, it, it goes all the way back to the 1700s, actually, when kid gloves were in fashion at the time. So I love that it's still fashionable today. But in the 1800s, the statement handling something with kid gloves came to play. And when I talk to younger generations now, I'll say, have you ever heard of the phrase handling something with kid gloves? And the further away we get from it, maybe they don't know. But it was strong, and I love to coattail meaning, especially when it has a historical meaning to it. And so kid gloves were made out of the finest leather, and not just anybody could have a pair. So they were elite, and they were tailor-made. And they didn't have spandex and zippers and all of these things that they do now. And so these gloves were tailor-made to fit with buttons. And so if you see our logo and you see that button, it's because of that made-for-you-only and tailor-made piece. But handling something with kid gloves means handling it with great 
care. And that's exactly what we do with brands and who we work with. And what I love about this brand is that it evolves. It's evolved for the last 12 years and it keeps on evolving. And so we've had people say, is that a colon in there? Uh, yep. <laughs> is, it a, is it a power button? You bet. Is it a pig nose? Sure. Why not? Is it two that is eyes? one of the weirder ones, the yeah. pig nose, yes. <laughs> is it two eyes and a smiley face? Absolutely. So when people can see different things within your brand, you've done your job. And when people say, what's that kid glove all about? I love to tell the story, if you couldn't tell. Well, you, you answered one of my questions which that I was going to ask as I was thinking uh, while you're answering, which was that, like, what are people what are, what are people's impression of the name and, and what are some of the, the questions you've got about, you know, where did the name come from, that kind of thing. So it sounds like we've gotten kind of really all across the board. Absolutely. And I have a background in working with kids and working with nonprofits. And so first, uh, oftentimes people say, oh, the kid glove in your name has to do with kids because you've worked with child caring organizations. And I have for a lot of my life. But that actually doesn't have anything to do with it. But I sure love working with child-serving organizations today. You just tell them good guests, but no. (laughs) But we appreciate the guests. All right, so we're gonna keep we're gonna keep talking about that time. So this question is for both of you, but but we're gonna start with Lynn here. What would the old kid glove, that one from 2013, think about the kid glove from today? Mm, when I think of the old kid glove, the original kid glove, I think of if I think about what did she look like, it would be Rosie the Riveter, right? And and she would be proud of us, and she would say, "Hey, you've come a long way, baby," right? Like I mean. We, when you think about it, I remember the first time I walked into a room and I, I said to someone, you know, we were in a situation where we were introducing ourselves and telling people what you do. And I had left a job and uh, came my turn and I said, hey, I'm Lynn Wyman and I'm starting an agency. And everybody across the table looked at me and kind of was like, yeah, okay. But we did it, right? Like we we did it and we formed and we've done great work and we survived the lean years. I mean, Kelly remembers the lean years when we, you know, we always had to be like, one of us has to be strong while the other one is freaking out because there are lean years when you start. But, you know, I mean, now we've been named Agency of the Year, and we've won Best in Show and tons of awards, and we have great people that's just growing by leaps and bounds, and we've been at Best Places to Work, and we're a certified B Corp now. I mean, all of those things the original Kid Glove would be really proud of. Yeah, and I can see why. Uh, but Kelly, what do you think? What would what would I have so many of the same things to say. And before this all started, um, Lynn mentioned that we were both in the AMA. And whether it was the AMA or the American Advertising Federation, and I was at those award shows, and there were these agencies that you would just sit there and hear their name over and over and over again as award winners. And I thought, wow, (laughs) I wonder what that would feel like, because that was the ex-agency show. (laughs) As of late, I've been sitting there thinking, wow, I wonder what aspiring other 
organizations and people who aspire to do great in their profession are now hearing the name Kid Glove and thinking the exact same thing. And how cool is that? I I want to be that someday. So we started out officing. Even our locations were inside of someone else's office. And so we would have never in our wildest dreams imagined that we would have the facilities and offices and the locations that we do today at all. And so I think that is incredible. And then not only the awards for our work, but the awards that individuals that work on this team have achieved over that time period as well is just absolutely remarkable. So remarkable work, outstanding leaders within the community. And they're just thought leaders and there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, we were at an award show just the other night and that was my experience is, is sitting there and just hearing our name come up uh, again and again and again was was sort of surreal for me. And I think uh, Lynn knows this too. But you know, a year ago when I joined the team, that award show was the same way. And and I had just joined the company, so I didn't know you know the things that I know now. But all I knew is that I went to this award show that we just kept winning all of these <laughs> awards over and over and over again. And I I really couldn't believe it. So. It's another reason to really thank the Lincoln and Omaha communities for having great agencies and great marketers in our midst and gave us something to inspire towards. And we've done that. Well, we're going we're gonna to shift gears for a minute because we're going to talk about the, the reason that we're all here today, which is for the podcast. But I thought we would start with a little trivia. And I have a, a first question for either of you, whoever can answer, on what date did our first episode air? Wow. I, I don't actually remember. I know it was hot outside, and I think it was, it was around the time. I know we wanted to launch around the time we, we had a contest called the Agency for Change Contest uh, Grant, and we were announcing the winners, and we wanted the podcast to launch about the same time we were announcing the winners. So I know it was hot outside. I know it was in the middle of a pandemic, those things I remember. Any guesses, Kelly? I absolutely remember that first podcast because it was one of my favorite people. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite creators out there in this world. And it was with uh, Jen Landis of Pin Curl Girls. If I had a little sound effect board, this is where I would insert like a little bell for you. (laughs) Um, But you are correct. That was Jen Landis. uh, And we'll stick a link to, to that episode here in the show notes so that people can listen. But I am curious, since that was the first episode, Lynn, what were you thinking on that first episode? What were you feeling when you were recording that first one? I was absolutely terrified. I mean, honestly, I was, I knew it was a good strategy. I knew we needed to do it. I knew we wanted to do it. And I've always believed that anything worth doing is worth doing ugly first, right? Like, you're not going to, if you wait until you're perfect, it's too late. So, I was absolutely terrified. Jen Jen had already uh, launched a podcast for her business, Pin Curl Girls. And so she was experienced and she knew what she was doing and she was very patient and really helped us get off to a very, very good start. So yeah, it was a great, still one of my favorite episodes. I mean, Jen is all about empowering people and and empowering women and that day she was empowering me by by helping me learn how to do a podcast yeah 
Well, I, I listened to it, and, and I thought you did really well. Thank you. You know, <laughs> 100 episodes later, obviously, you're very refined. Both of you guys, so, you, you know, there's, there's a lot more podcasting skills in uh, in your repertoire now. But I thought it was great, well, you know, for 100 for episodes ago. That was pretty good. I think it was out in the market for about 90 days before I had the courage to listen to it. <laughs> I think that when I listened to it, it was better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And I think that also probably is due to the fact that Jen cleaned it up quite a bit. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So next question here. Kelly first hosted the podcast on January 6, 2021, who did she interview? And for bonus points, what organization was this individual with? I do remember that one. I remember Kelly's first episode being with Mario Racicott. And I think I always mispronounce his name. So I'm sorry, Mario, if you're listening. But Mario was with Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And Mario had called us and we talked about maybe doing some work for him, and it wasn't going to work out for a number of reasons, but I was like, Mario, why don't you be on the podcast instead? And then Kelly was ready to get started, and so Kelly got to tell that story, and it was such an emotional story. I mean, Mario just brought so much history to that podcast. Yeah, and and so it's interesting, too. Poor Mario must have trouble uh, people mispronounce his name because I, at the right at the top of the episode Kelly and him had a very similar conversation she's like <laughs> I think this is how I say it Rassicott so Kelly thinking back on that episode have, had you ever hosted a podcast before then I had not hosted a podcast prior to okay that. so that was your first ever out on the limb first <laughs> ever okay so at what point do you feel like um, things really gelled for you in terms of hosting where you felt like you're really comfortable you had a good rhythm down all that stuff So I may not have hosted a podcast before in this form, but for many, many years, I have facilitated conversations and groups of people communicating. It's my one of my most favorite things to do. So that wasn't new to me to build harmony and build the conversation and and thought provoking discussions. I had really been attuned to that before I just got on and and Mm -hmm. record. So also from a marketing communication standpoint and what we do at Kid Glove, and it's hard to say that making someone cry is a win, (laughs) Um, but oftentimes we do, uh, it could be anything from a video or a television commercial that we're working on all the way down to a very simple direct mail piece. And the result was touching someone so much that it brought them to tears. You know that you have done your job. And so the very first podcast, I think not only was uh, Mario Uh, tearing up so was I because he was and we were just having such a raw and authentic uh, genuine discussion that I think it was a win so much of a win that like how am I ever going to beat that one on (laughs) podcast number two set the bar too high yeah Yeah. okay did did it take you 90 days to to you know finally decide to listen to your episode like it was for Lynn or no well I don't think so, because I wanted to right afterwards see, <laughs> okay, okay yeah. like automatically, let's play at least, maybe not it's, it in its entirety, but I wanted to see how it went, and mainly that I did truly, in fact, hit the record yeah. button. <laughs> That's <laughs> the biggest thing, yes. <laughs> For no other reason, just wanted to make sure the mic was on, we were going. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> That's a good reason to listen. 
All right, uh, one last question for you guys here. There's a very exclusive 100 club of episodes featuring guests who have garnered 100 or more downloads. Who are the two guests who have reached this milestone? All right, I know the answer because I'm a data geek, and so I'm always like, I'm always in the podcast portal at least once a week, going like, "What's going on in here?" And it's fascinating to me because, you know, there's kind of a cadence. People download right away, but then there might be reasons they come back, and it's so it's fun to watch. But I know for sure, I know our our 100 club members are Ava Thomas, who at the time was publisher of the Lincoln Journal Star and now has added the Omaha World Herald to her repertoire. And she also told such, such a personal, personal story on our podcast. I was so honored to be able to share her story. It's just fantastic. And then the other that's right at 100, I think right now, is Joel Makovica. And of course, Joel has this great business, Makovica Physical Therapy, that I swear every time you turn the corner, there's a new location, which is fantastic. And we had such a great conversation. But of course, he too has uh, Husker football fame, which uh, did not hurt the name recognition and the downloads as well. Uh, This is where I'd hit that bell again, because obviously uh, Lynn is correct. And we must have just been on a streak in 2021 because both of these aired in, in 2021. And apparently we were doing something really right around that time. Well, uh, speaking of popular episodes, we wanted to put something together for guests who are featured in our top five most downloaded episodes. Lynn, would you want to tell us about what that is? Sure. I'm really excited about this because I like to try new things, right? And so One of the things we have always done, every single podcast, we ask our guest for a quote, an original quote, and then we turn that into a graphic and we share that on social media. And if you come into our office, you might see some of those quotes on the wall. And we've been trying to figure out how can we share these back with the guests? Because I always love that moment when a guest says, oh, I can't believe you're asking me this. I don't know if I have anything important to say, but... They've all said so many important things by that point in the podcast. So we want to share back with the top five most downloaded episodes. We want to share their podcast graphic, quote graphic, so their original quote in the art form that we put it in as a non-fungible token, so as an NFT. So we want to get into that whole new tech world, and this seems like a really fun way to share that back with them. So so those top episodes need to be looking out. And so that would include Ava Thomas. It would include Joel Makovica. It also includes Greg Harris, Sarita Reddy, Sarita Reddy, who was our second episode, and then Jerry Dunlap and Justina Roth from Farmers and Merchants Bank. So watch your emails, guys. Yes, we're going to reach out to them soon and let them know. The good news is everyone is a winner today, guys. (laughs) Everyone's a winner. (laughs) Yes. Now, I want you to just reach under the table and grab your your metaphorical crystal balls here, (laughs) because we're going to talk about the future for just a moment. So imagine, if you will, it's five to ten years down the road. What do you see for the podcast? What do you see for Kid Glove as a whole? And Kelly, we'll we'll start with you. All right. Well, we'll see how well my crystal ball is working <laughs> today. Just, just a little shining up. But one episode that I remember doing was with Mike Adams from Purple. And he's based in the uh, U.K., 
And so I would say a goal would be to do more international and then, hey, we've already done that. I love, I love planning goals that I've already accomplished. <laughs> no. yeah, um, I do so think that that just speaks to broadening our audience. I don't necessarily know international, that, though that's cool, but I know that we want to definitely branch out and do more uh, nationwide, if not beyond that, work for Kid Glove as well as podcast guests. So I think that our footprint is going to expand considerably in the next five to 10 years. And I am going to give this this list of things that I've learned here in a bit. Uh, so I don't want to give that away. But I personally, in the next five to 10 years, I want to keep on learning about things that I didn't even know about and keep that open mind. And what I didn't get to say in answering the first question about what Kid Glove does is that we are helping people who are changing the world, and we don't even know what we're going to change yet. So in the next five to ten years, we're just going to keep on doing it and do it some more. What we do is help people, whether it's through this podcast or through our full service range of services, is just help them shout from the rooftops of how they are matchlessly doing what they are doing to change the world differently than anyone else. And we're going to keep on doing that. So what I'm hearing is there are lots more episodes coming. There are lots more okay. episodes coming. I've got, <laughs> you know, I'm not much, I can't even compete when it comes to Lynn Weinman. So, um, oh. but maybe there might be a little bit of competition. I don't know how I'm going to catch up with her yeah. 80 to my 20, but um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get okay. there. Okay. So we're going to catch up with Lynn. Okay. Uh, so Lynn, what about you? Five to 10 years down the road. This is not a very good conversation if I just say ditto, right? <laughs> Same. But I I feel I feel that way. I mean, I think that the future of Kid Glove and the future of the Agency for Change podcast are somewhat intertwined in that I really I do see both expanding nationally, right? And and that started to happen. It's one of the things that I think the pandemic has maybe encouraged or made happen faster because people are used to working remotely with people across the country and that has really opened doors for both Kid Glove and the podcast and and you know this passion to change the world is a real passion to make the world a better place and and I I love that's what I love about the podcast I love talking with people who are passionately doing something to make a difference like it just it it just demonstrates the best of humanity, right? And then I, when I think about how do we do that at Kid Glove, I mean, one of the things I'm most excited about at Kid Glove is this project we have called Creative Nirvana, right? And it's it's a project that at its core is about making our culture and environment the very, 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 very best place to do our work. And not just for creatives, but like the whole team, the account service team, everybody has a part in it. So I'm excited about changing our piece of the world in that way as well. Yeah. And, and more NFTs as well. That's, more NFTs. That's on, that's I want to rule list. the world yeah. of, of podcast quote yes. NFTs. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> okay. 
So, so thinking about then all, all the episodes that you guys have hosted, all the people that you've talked to, and I don't want to give away any spoilers, but upcoming episodes, are there guests that either of you are really looking forward to speaking with? And, and why are you looking forward to, to talking with that person? I mean, how do you... Uh, how do you even pick? I'm so glad you didn't look backwards and have us pick backwards either, because I think for me and Nicole Todd, anybody who's been on the co- podcast knows Nicole Todd helps us with scheduling and making things happen. But whenever I send the audio files to Nicole to send on for editing, I almost always type in, I think this is my new favorite. I think this is my new favorite. Like I, I like love, love them all. Um, but I do have, we've recorded a couple that are coming out in the next few weeks after this. And so there's one with Bob Ravenscroft and Rich Lloyd from Brian Health. And on that podcast, and now on this podcast, I announced that I'm going to be a grandmother because my grandson will be born at their hospital just as my kids were and I was and my mother was. So that's kind of fun to connect with that four-generation story. But... Uh, I mean, I could list every single one that's coming up and tell you I was excited about those two because they're just very different stories as well. But I won't because this is not supposed to be that long. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe uh, maybe in the five to ten years question, your answer should be opening up the Kid Glove Daycare since yeah. now. Yeah. That would be very exciting. I'd love to start we'll working on that project of opening up the... I mean... be the best branded know, daycare in the whole city. Right? We know through our work that through our early childhood development work, we know that high quality early childhood development is hard to find and it's expensive. And so, hey, if we could help alleviate that for our our parents with young kids and maybe our grandparents with young grandchildren, <laughs> yeah, <there we laughs> which go. would be me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be a great project to work yeah. on. I love to look forward to the day when we have the resources to do that. I think we will, Dan. Let's, All right. let's set it as I'm a goal on board. right now. I'm signed up and <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring my son to the daycare. Let, let's talk to you then. Kelly, who, who are you looking forward to talking with? So I was looking at this question and thinking, okay, this is a bucket list question of like, okay, <laughs> yes. out of anyone you could ever talk to, what would be a really fun, and because I don't have any grandkids on the way yet, but those <laughs> of you that know me, when I say who I think would be awesome as a guest, you'll know why. And I think I would like to interview who runs Doug the Pugs Foundation. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> who does a lot of uh, fundraising for n- not only uh, animal welfare, but it's very much tied to to child welfare. And because of his success, uh, they are able to give back, and I think that's cool. And so I'd like to talk to to. Doug himself would be great. He does a lot of audio <laughs> yes. recordings of his yeah. snorts and such. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll throw a link to that in the show notes. Why? Why is that so special to you? Um, that is special to me because through Instagram account of my own dog named Chubbs, at the Daily Chubbs. If you are wanting to go on Instagram and see him, but this just silliness uh, that started as complete silliness. I've been able to meet people all over the world through this dog and also do a lot of great things for other people who need support at the time. And at, at the end of every animal is a person <laughs> and a yeah. voice who needs 
help or wants to spread joy or all of those things. And it's just been a, a way to do that. And plus learn about social media. When you do it personally and have a passion for it, it makes you better professionally at doing all those social channels and what to do because you can try so many more things when yeah. it's not somebody yeah. else's right. dime. Um, and so I like to tool around and, yeah. and play a little bit on there. What do we need to do to get Chubbs on the podcast? Just put a a treat next to the mic or how do we do that? I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the lessons learned portion of this. (laughs) It's going to be a new blog post coming up, how to get your dog on your podcast. Let's talk about, you know, what's been rewarding for you guys uh, to host Agency for Change. What has been surprising for you about the experience we'll we'll go with you first here Lynn. yeah i mean the rewarding part is just i absolutely love it i mean i i don't have retirement in my sights in the future but someday if i were to retire from advertising i think i just want to be a podcast host like I I still get butterflies before every episode. I still worry, did I hit record, right? <laughs> um, I, I worry about all those things. But we've gotten to meet and talk with such interesting people who are doing such interesting things. And then I think that every time I hear some feedback that says, I love that story, that story really inspired me, that story helped me find the answer to a question or resource, I... I love all of those things, and that makes me really, really, really proud of it. And I think, honestly, I think the most surprising thing is that I never imagined people would be pitching themselves to us, and I never imagined that we would have to write a policy for, like, hey, when people pitch themselves to us, what would make them a good guest and and give us guidelines for whether we should say yes or no. So I think the first time somebody pitched themselves to us, I was like, we made it. So (laughs) that was really exciting. Yeah, that's great. Kelly, what about you? Oh, my gosh. I'm hoping that this can be a two-hour episode because, (laughs) as Lynn was saying, she gets off and then says, I think that's my next. That's my most favorite now. I mean, that's that's my next favorite. And I get off every single time, and I think to myself, that conversation changed my life. The trajectory of it. Yeah. Now, see, I'm going to get emotional. That means this is a good podcast, guys, because yeah. I'm getting all emotional. <laughs> but perishable food waste, what? Yeah. Amazing. Performing arts. Changing the conversation around disability. Philanthropy. Gather myself here. Improving the lives of LGBTQ plus people. Empowering people with vision loss. Community impact through cabbage burgers. Who thought? Using intergenerational transfer of wealth to sustain home places. Reducing substance abuse. Achieving positive mental health. Arts and humanities. This is the time I should interject in song, obviously. Or or poetry to break up my sad sackness. I mean, financial literacy. So important. Community inclusion. Hospitality. And thinking about 
that community inclusion is a form of hospitality is amazing to me. And the power of mentorship. I think just just hearing you and and how emotional you're getting talking about these things, I think is is really evidence that that we are we are changing the world. We are helping people who are changing the world. So it's it's nice too to talk to somebody who's so passionate about what they do that just talking about it, you know, really really gets them going. So that's great. We're across the table, but I want to give you a hug. <laughs> yes. Oh, and know, by the way, I, I want to hug the entire state yes, of Nebraska. I, Kelly did say that once. I want to hug the entire state. So that my podcast goals are, I just want to, you know, hug the whole mm-hmm. earth um, and maybe the whole, uh, you know, United States yeah. of yeah. all the positive change. I like it. I was like, if I run over and, and hug Kelly right now, You'll be able to hear that on the mic. Everybody's out here is messed up. We can't do that. Um, but but afterward, I'm, I'm saving one for you. All right. I'll take um, it. <laughs> all right. So now that uh, you guys have 100 episodes under your belts, is there anything you wish that you had done differently? What advice do you think you would give to yourself before you recorded those first episodes? And we'll go with you first, Kelly. Okay. Well... I did mention Chubbs. Make sure. <laughs> I, have, I have Chubbs, I have Rocky Road, and I have Dot. And these three guys need to be, I put them in podcast timeout. And podcast timeout means they need to be either in the kennel or on the bed or whatever, because every time somebody comes to the door, there's a delivery, whatever. I needed to get that buttoned up way before I'm saying, oh, I'm sorry um, for these animals. Lynn has taught me so much, of course, just of fun things to do and get people warmed up in conversation. And so every time I would chat with her, I'm like, okay, how are you doing this? And then I would try that out too. And one of the things she's she has tried and that works is just getting people to talk about something that isn't about what they're going to talk about. And so whether that's, you know, tell me something great about today, or it's what did you eat for breakfast, or those things that get people conversating with each other. And and I wish I would have known those right from the get go. Yeah. And I bet it's nice too, that you're not, you're not doing this alone. You have a partner that which is you can the best. Check that with is the best. and yes. say, "Hey, um, what's your secret to this?" Yes. And the answer is talking about breakfast. Um, <laughs> always food. <laughs> breakfast the, is always a winner. Yes, and put always the dogs away. Okay. What about you, Lynn? What do you think you yeah. would have done differently? I think you know we started this during the pandemic, so we weren't coming into the office. We didn't have a sound studio, but I think you know the thing I had to learn is you can't do a podcast from just anywhere, right? You have to be a little bit thoughtful about where you're going to do a podcast from as we are right now. But I remember once during a pandemic and a blizzard, I had like six people snowed in at my house and I got my new microphone, which was very powerful and it was picking up everything. So I moved the podcast literally to my closet and the poor guest was looking around at my blouses and slacks (laughs) and dresses and shoes. But that's also one I'll never forget because it was January 6th of 2021 and that was the Capitol insurrection. And so that podcast guest who is Dave Newell from the Children's Home Society of Washington will always email each other on January 6th because of that closet podcast moment. So yeah. 
And then I just wish I would have been less nervous. Like, I wish I could go back and do the first 20 again. And I still get nervous before every podcast. I still, my, I still superstitiously suck on a cough drop before every one and have these certain things I do. But I wish I'd been less nervous and just really enjoyed the conversations because they're golden conversations. Yeah. So that's your, that's your ritual before every episode. A podcast, a LaCroix over ice. Sometimes I have LaCroix over ice and a cup of tea. Yep, I do all of those things. I jump on 15 minutes early and test everything out. Yep, I do all that stuff. Well, it seems only fair then. Kelly, do you have any podcast rituals? Oh, my gosh. So, kids, I know you're going. (laughs) My children, you are listening. Um my saying is, and I believe I got this from my mother as well, we are not known for as the most punctual individuals, <laughs> <laughs> but we're good marketers. And so what I say to that is we're living our lives to the fullest. And what that means is you can be on there <laughs> if the podcast starts at 1, mm-hmm. 12.59 is, um, uh, is an occasional because I'm usually absorbed in something else. And so it wouldn't be the first time that I wasn't fully paired, you know, set up with a throat lounge and, um, <laughs> and it's something to drink. And yeah. maybe my dogs are running around, but I just want to make sh- be respectful of the people's time that I'm speaking with. So, yeah. yes, living life to the fullest. And um, I think I say that, but a lot of creativity comes when you're in the shower, in the middle of the night, and all yeah. of those things. And so I do want to say hats off to you, Dan, for helping with some of the uh, scripts and the question writing. And all three of us make a great partnership in what we're going to ask and what we can add to those conversations that make them very, very rich. So as much as I say, yes, I'm kind of always running, I'm the white rabbit, always (laughs) late, it's because I've been preparing in my mind to have a conversation that's just going to be amazing and and I I dream about it at night. Kelly, I'm so glad you added that, too, because I think that might be something people don't realize. You and I get the focus on the podcast, right? But there is a whole team behind the podcast from the the scheduling to the scripting to the proofreading to the graphics to the social media to the website to the press release. Like, I think everybody at Kid Glove kind of touches a part of it. And every once in a while, I'll talk to another podcaster who does everything themselves. And they're like, how do you do it? And I'm like, we, we got a machine going here, right? We, we got the podcast The answer machine. is we wouldn't be able to. Yeah, right at the top, right at the top of that podcast pyramid. I like that. I, you know, one of the most fun pieces for me uh, of, of helping out with the scripts is that I get to just, I have a little Lynn and a little Kelly now in my head. I get <laughs> to just scary. imagine like, how would they say this? Or well, how would they phrase this thing? Or just trying to imagine how you guys think about things. It's been really fun and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> you um, must have a lot of laughter in your head. Cause I think when <laughs> Kelly and I are together, there's usually some laughter. Yeah. Lots of laughter. <laughs> well, and now that I know your secret pre-podcast rituals, I can incorporate those into <laughs> I'm like, this really helps me get into the uh, the mindset. Um, all right, so as, as we're heading towards the last few questions here, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question that we do ask of each of our guests, and our regular listeners probably know this. So I'd be remiss if I let Kelly and Lynn out of here without asking them. 
So let's talk motivational quotes. Could you give us a few of your own words of wisdom for our listeners? Lynn, let's start with you. Yeah, how does it feel to have our own questions directed back at us? <laughs> I know. Now, right? right? <laughs> you know, we started asking this question because we talk to such interesting people who are often very humble, right? And they really do. They say, I don't know if I have anything to say. And then they say something and it's just golden, right? So, so my standard quote, which is not the quote for today, but my standard quote that I used on my first episode was, Marketing with a bad brand is like wearing sweatpants to a job interview, right? Which doesn't work as well anymore because now that we're in a virtual world, a lot of people do wear sweatpants to job interviews. So, um, so here, here's my new quote. Okay. Don't let the easy road deter from your magnificent journey. And I think that about Kid Glove. I think that about this podcast. Like it would have been easy to stay in a corporate job and kind of, you know, stay safe and secure. It would have been easy not to do a podcast that terrified me to death, right? But doing those things made life so much richer. Yeah. And I think the best part about your new quote is that it's a lot more future-proof than the one about sweatpants, (laughs) because who could have foreseen where we are today, where it's like, yeah, no, wear your sweatpants to your interview. You're on video. Yeah, you don't even need pants at all. I mean, it's do your own thing from the waist down. Just put the dog away, okay? Um, All right, Kelly, what do you think? All right, well, this comes from the true marketer within me, but here it is. Life is one big conversation waiting for the next positive disruption. I like that. Hmm. I like that. Why, uh, why, why do you think that's, that's your, your pick? Could you talk to me about that? Sure. So I just was fortunate enough to do some marketing communication consulting with Nebraska Community Foundation, which is just a complicated yet wonderful organization. And they're the ones that I was talking about that intergenerational wealth transfer and about being home, making hometowns, especially just changing the, the narrative about rural living and especially in Nebraska. But I talked, we talked a lot about how can you be a part of that conversation? How can you even change the narrative when people aren't having that conversation? Mike Adams of Purple, same thing about disabilities. So how can you, I talk about direct mail all of the time, and that you truly only have 20 seconds and maybe less to get from the mailbox to the big round file cabinet, which is your trash can. (laughs) So we can't do marketing communications or actually any conversation that we are expecting someone else to act upon without getting them to think about it first. And that's where positive disruption comes in. So we want to catch them just for those very few seconds so that we have some mind share that they can think about it and then take an action that is purposeful and intentional to do so. And I say life is a conversation because in marketing communications right now, everything is digital. Even though I talked about my love for direct mail, social media is not going away. It is the hot ticket. And I get asked often, you know, how do I get better about social media? How how can we do this? And the thing about social media is that it's a social medium. And what a social medium means, it's conversational. It's having conversations. So if you're doing one-sided 
social media, that's where you can improve the most. It's talk to people, engage them in an ongoing conversation about what you think matters, and get them in a way that positively disrupts them so they think about you and your brand. There's my long answer. I like, I like that's a good answer though. You know? <laughs> that's a great answer. Yeah. I'm somewhat intimidated by being on this interview with Kelly. <laughs> I know. No. I just sit and listen to Kelly this, all day yes, long. Exactly. <laughs> and I do feel like, you know, uh, one of the things that's that's really great about this podcast is that we are as as the audience you you get to be privy to those conversations so we are taking those life's conversations and then recording them and getting them out there so that it it goes beyond just that one to one and and a lot of people get to then take away those same lessons and and feel that kind of enrichment so which is i like that's fantastic all right so this next one here is for either one of you for our listeners who want to learn more about your work how can they find out more about Kid Glove or the Agency for Change uh, podcast? Well, you know, you here, here's another story. You can go to kidglove.com. And most of you know that that is Kid Glove, one word without an E. Kelly, do you want to tell them why it's one word without an E? <laughs> that's, that's another one of my favorite stories. And this won't take long. <laughs> <laughs> Which, this is the two-hour special, Kelly. Yeah. That's fine. Kid Glove with an E.com was already taken as a URL. Oh. Yeah. So it, it, the, it formed uh, the URL availability formed our name. But the podcast is on the website under the What's New section of the uh, navigation. Brand new website, by the way, if you haven't checked it out at Kid Glove. Com. I'll say it again. Uh, brand new website. Super proud of it. If you scroll to the bottom, there's featured podcasts and then the whole podcast section. The podcasts are on Apple, Google, Stitcher. Probably listening to it on one of those right now. And then Kelly and I are both pretty available on LinkedIn. If you connect with us and don't try and overtly sell us anything right out of the <laughs> gate, we'll probably respond to your questions. <laughs> okay. And as is tradition uh, on the podcast, as we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like our listeners to remember about the work you were doing? Well, we always say we'd love to lend you a hand. These kid gloves are made for working. <laughs> so, uh, That's just what they'll do. <laughs> and it's working alongside you and again together changing the world so it's a better place for all of us oh kelly yeah. that's amazing you know building right exactly on what kelly said i think as marketers we do have the ability to change the world by using our voice for something good and that might sound cliche but it's it's not whether you decide to take up you know, issues of sustainability or DE&I or social justice or human rights or just even internal communications that make your culture a better, more positive place. Those voices can change the world. Yeah. And I think you two have done a fantastic job of, of bringing those stories to people. So congratulations to you both on 100 episodes. It is a big deal. And as we say, I fully believe the world needs more people like the two of you. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today, guys. 
Thanks, Dan. And Lynn. Thanks, Dan. And Kelly. We hope you enjoyed today's Agency for Change podcast. To hear all our interviews with those who are making a positive change in our communities or to nominate a changemaker you'd love to hear from, visit kidglove.com at K-I-D-G-L-O-V.com to get in touch. As always, if you like what you've heard today, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.